the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hi, everybody. Ron Geyer with more End Time Insights. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the effort you're making to catch us. And, you know, if you can't make a Sunday night at 8 o'clock, you can always go to our podcast and you can find that on KKHT. Just click on that and they'll have podcasts. Click on podcast. Click on my name. And you can watch any of the ones that we've done in case you missed something. Today, we want to talk about what's going on. We like to be current. I like to teach the Bible, but I really want to talk to you about the subject of America repenting. We're titling this one, Repent, America, Repent. And of course, the big news of the day is still the coronavirus. And it's interesting what is happening. I want to try to give you some clarity on it. I want to show you some of the opportunities you have as a Christian to be a witness, to exercise your power, your authority, to show love to somebody, and above all things, to really get out into the realm of the Spirit and take dominion over this issue and what's happening. And I believe the coronavirus has a very specific goal. People say, well, did God send this in the form of judgment, or is is this satanic, or what's going on? And either one of those could be true. My personal opinion is, though, I don't think this is the judgment of God. I think this is demonic. And I say that because it has a very pointed goal, which is to take down our nation for the purpose of removing President Trump from the office of presidency. I believe the liberal, the globalists, the people who are pointing towards a one-world government, uh, they will do anything to destroy America. And in the destruction of America, they have to destroy President Trump. President Trump, I'm not talking about this today, but I did want to make this point. You know, back in 2016, the conservatives with President Trump as our leader, we actually took the Democrats, we took the liberals by surprise. They didn't expect him to win. They expected Hillary to win, and they were going to have their own ways. An interesting point, I've got so much I could say, and I'm digressing already, but The last day that President Obama was in office, what he did was he expanded the powers of the 17 intelligence agencies. Remember the ones that were all doing the leaks on President Trump early on? He, President Obama, gave them expanded powers, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about who else he gave expanded powers to. He gave them to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. And he never would have given that power to President Trump 
unless he thought they were going to get President Trump out of office. This way, the CDC had the power. They have an expanded uh, source power base where they can do things. They can shut down our nation. And he was going to use that for Hillary, for their side, when they needed to take control of our nation so that they could find a way to bring in the globalists who are trying to get America, um, what's the word, neutered, so that we don't have the say that we have, so that we don't have the power that we have, so that we would be able to conform to their wishes for a one-world government system. Yet President Trump threw a wrench in all of that, and now we're like the big dog on the block again, and he is just frustrating them at every turn, and they are doing anything that they can to make sure he doesn't get elected again. They know that President Trump will win an election. They know they have no hope of beating him at the ballot box. So what they're doing? Well, they did the ladies. They brought in the, the prostitutes that accused him falsely of doing things. That didn't work. They did the Russia thing. That didn't work. They brought in the Mueller report. That didn't work. Now, they had the conversation now with the president of the Russia. They just tried to impeach him over that. That didn't work. And this is just the last assault upon America. There'll be more, okay? But this is the current one that we're having to deal with. So understand this. The disease itself does not have the potential to harm us, to harm us to take us down. It's, we've had diseases like this before. We withstood them. America is great. We lead in the area of finding vaccines and uh, withstanding diseases. And as a Christian nation, we call upon God and he goes to bat for us. But the bigger problem now is the response to the disease is the greater threat to America than the actual disease. We are uh, being threatened with economic ruin, economic collapse by design. It's not an accident. They've got President Trump, I believe, in a corner, forcing him to do things he doesn't really want to do, although he's really doing well. Keep praying for him. He's excelling. And the problem right now is that we have not recognized this as an assault on America. And we have to come to the place where the responses that we have to the threat of the disease, we've got to get them under control because they're causing more harm to our nation than the, the disease could. So you want to be aware of that. You want to keep your eyes focused. You want to get the TVs off and you want to get your Bibles open so that you have some spiritual insight. Did I mention I found the vaccine for the coronavirus? Actually, I found several of them and they're in your Bible. And the God, you know, he, he's, he's so good. He's got everything under control when we obey him. I'm going to just pick out one scripture that I want to share with you because it's so simple. Understand this, though. Every promise in the Bible is conditional. You must do A in order to get B. And so here's the scripture I'm going to give you. It's Proverbs 19.23. I love Proverbs. You need to read Proverbs every day. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will stay in satisfaction, in peace. He shall not be visited with evil. If you think that the coronavirus is evil, raise your hand. Yes, I can see them all. We, we all are in agreement. The coronavirus is evil. Therefore, the remedy, the vaccine to keep you from getting it is you must walk in the fear of the Lord. Let me read it again. Proverbs 19, verse 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. He shall not be visited with evil. If you will stay in the fear of the Lord, you have a promise from God. You will not be visited with evil. You know, I take that promise. I believe God. You know, it was a, the number was like over 80% of American pastors don't believe that the word of God is infallible. Don't believe Jesus lived a sinless life. Don't believe that the virgin birth of Mary was true. They don't believe in salvation by grace alone. And this is what we're being taught in our churches. So I understand to you, the simplicity of believing the Bible is very difficult. 
And yet there it is. God is not a man that he should lie. One more time. Proverbs 19.23. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He shall not be visited with evil. My home, my wife, my family, we will not be visited with evil, and the coronavirus is evil. But we must walk in the fear of the Lord. And we don't really understand the fear of the Lord. I asked somebody the other day, and they thought the fear of the Lord simply meant knowing God. That is not what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord is an honest fear, catch this, a dread, a terror of God the Father. Did you catch that? A dread, a terror of God the Father. That's what the fear of the Lord is when you look up the words in the uh, Strong's Concordance. You know, my dad is an example. My dad loved me. He's my father, just like God. God loves me. God's my father. But man, if I disobey my God, there was hell to pay. And I cannot tell you how many bars of soap I ate for talking poorly, using cuss words. I can't tell you how many times I got whipped with a strap. Mom's favorite line when I was bad was, just wait till dad gets home. And it was true, man. I, you know, I, I believe I was my dad's favorite son, but I was also his worst son. And so we want to understand the fear of the Lord. It's just not this whitewashed, la-di-da, gospel, new age, hyper-grace type of relationship. I fear God. He's my father. Yes, God is love. Yes, I am his son. I'm in relationship with him. Yes, but he is still God and I am not. And there is a price to pay when we disobey him. Remember, God is only in control when we obey him. I didn't really want to talk about any of that. I'm trying to get to the point of America. You know, the cure and the protection for diseases like this coming upon our nation It's found in our repentance, in our acknowledging that America has fallen. We've fallen so far. Uh, In the last, I'm 68, in the last five or six decades, I can see how far America is falling. Look at abortion. You know, we've gone downhill on abortion. I think the number is near 70 million children in the womb we have murdered. I cannot comprehend why God has not judged that for that. He truly is love. If he has let us slide after murdering 70 million children in the womb, it's the most dangerous place for a child to be in right now. Now, that comes out to nearly 3,000 murders in America a day. What are we doing about that? I'll tell you what we're doing. We're getting all bent out of shape about the 75 or 80 people that are dying in America a day because of the disease. We've shut down our nation for that. We've gone ahead and we've turned our economy upside down. You can't go to work. I got two phone calls last night. A lady in tears because she got laid off and a good friend of mine got laid off also. You know, and these are people that aren't rich. You know, they cannot be enduring this. That's why I talk about we've got to be careful that the response to this disease cannot be based on fear and it has to be in proportion to the disease. You know, if we're saving 80 or 90 lives a day, and then we lose our economy where people are out of work and people are dying of hunger and people are having heart attacks because they're scared and people are getting sick. They can't afford medical insurance. That far outweighs any threat that any virus will ever present to America. We need to get our priorities right. We need to understand the demonic assault through fear upon our nation. And we need to quit responding to that. And I'm going to get to the bigger issue, you know, the abortion, homosexuality. We've got to start talking about that again. But the bigger issue, uh, briefly, you know, uh, Governor Abbott, God bless him. He's doing a really good job, the governor of Texas. We love him. And, you know, Texas usually sets the standard for morality in our nation. We've got great conservatives in charge. We've got good Christian men and women. 
And Governor Abbott is representative of that. And he went ahead and he put his mandate down, just like the president. You know, a lot of all the churches, I think, were closed pretty much. You couldn't meet if you had over 10 people. And, you know, my mom passed away Friday and uh, 97 nursing home. Great lady. Hallelujah. And it is strange. You know, the the Catholic priest called up. He says, I'm not going to be able to do the funeral because I've got respiratory infection. And my doctor says, I can't go. The Catholic Church says we can only have 10 people. Uh, we went and we got the funeral site at the cemetery, and they said we can only have 10 people, and one of them has to be the minister, one of them has to be the grave digger, and the other one has to be the representative from the funeral home. I mean, you know, and so this is what we're up against. Normally, we go out to eat. We take everybody out to eat after a funeral, and yet we can't go do that because the restaurants are closed. So it's almost humorous. You know, we trust God, and Mom's gone. We're just burying her body in her temple and just respecting that. And yet she's having a glorious time in heaven. But this is what the response to the virus has done. We were thinking about it. Well, you can't bury anybody. You can't get married. You can't have a wedding. I mean, there's so many things that you don't think about that are being taken away from us, our liberties. We need to guard our liberties. I trust Mr. Trump. I trust him to do what's right. I'm doing this six days before you get to hear it. And they just had the stimulus package. I think it's up to $1.8 trillion. We don't have that money. We can't afford it. But that's what they're going to offer the American people. But the Democrats didn't pass it. They stopped it. They wanted to add all these Green New Deals onto it that would take advantage of the of the plight that the American people are in. My friend Kat, she just got laid off. She was in tears. And she's going to need that money at some point. And it's so important that we start moving forward. But once again, the Democrats, they're playing the, the delay card. They want that Green Deal. They say, well, we can attach it to this. This is important. The Republicans will never stop it because of that. They tried to put the abortion money back in it last week. This is what we're up against. And we have to be on our guard. We have to be wise. Let me give you a scripture. It's in Ezekiel fourteen six. This is Israel. Therefore, say to them, and turn your faces away from all your abominations. America has idols. I think money's at the top of the list. The Bible says the love of money is the root of every evil. And then also we talked about turning away from your abominations. I'm telling you, abortion is a biblical abomination. Homosexuality is a biblical abomination. God says you have got to turn away from that. You have got to repent. And by the way, the word repent in the New Testament, uh, we talk about it and we make it seem like it's just a mental exercise. Like all you have to do is uh, change the way that you're thinking. The Old Testament gives you better insight into the strength of what repentance is. And that's why I like it right here in the scripture because it says repent turn away from your idols. Repentance literally means turn away. My favorite word in the Old Testament is shub, S-H-U-W-B. And it literally means to turn back or to turn away from with the idea of not going back to your previous starting point. I think that gives it a better insight into repenting. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the soul. It's a matter of the spirit. It's a matter of the mind. It is all of it. It is not just a simple mental exercise, which a lot of the hyper-grace crowd are trying to talk to you about. It's more than just changing the way you think about something. It's a full life uh, decision that you are no longer going to do those things, and you've got your spirit, soul, your mind, your body, everything is going toward the goal of not going back to it. I want to show you this because we're calling for nationwide repentance to our nation. We are in desperate trouble. The coronavirus is small compared to the threat 
of uh, being under judgment for abortion and homosexuality. There's not been a society that has not fallen from within that did not have homosexual as its identifying characteristic. And America is no different. And the problem with homosexuality, you know, if you're going to be a homosexual, if you're going to be perverted, a sodomite, if you're actually going to violate God's word, do it in the back room. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell me I got to pay for it. And don't tell me I got to give you benefits equal to a heterosexual couple. And that's the problem now. Whether it's been abortion or homosexuality, it's out front. It's in your face. It's politically correct to accept it, to promote it, to pay for it. This is an abomination before the Lord. And the Lord says, turn away from that. Trouble is, the churches aren't talking about that anymore. We're not talking about the things that are taking America down. Coronavirus, I believe, is a symptom of the fact that a church has not addressed homosexuality and abortion in America. There's more coming down the road. This is just the current assault upon our nation. And it's all tied together. If the church would take a stand, you know, this this virus, it's given us such a great opportunity. They've closed the churches down. And yet Governor Abbott, he says, well, I'm going to exempt the church from that 10 people mandate. I am not going to violate the religious liberties. I love that. He's the only one I've heard of that said that because I know it's nationwide. New York, California, Illinois, they are all shut down as nations. They've got the National Guard in a couple of those states. And yet I don't think that'll happen to Texas. And I love the fact that Governor Abbott says, no, we're going to keep the churches up and running. I think that's great. You need to get this out to your pastor that you are allowed to meet this Sunday in your local church service. It's so important that we do that. You know, the coronavirus, it is a spiritual issue. It's not a carnal disease. Now, you're getting all this carnal insight, the wisdom from the World Health Organization, which is also wanting to remove Trump from office. They want to remove America. The World Health Organization, you know they are supportive of a global government. The American CDC, you're getting carnal advice from them. Some of it's good. You know, you got to wash your hands for 21 seconds. You got to sing a song while you're doing it. You can't shake hands. You got to bump elbows. You've got to go ahead and you've got to make sure that you're coughing into your armpit. I mean, my heavens. When I was a kid growing up, I learned, I think, at the age of two, you cover your mouth when you cough. I didn't need the government to teach me that. My mom and my dad taught me that. I also learned that after you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. What is the big deal here? What's happening is because America has rejected the grace of God, we've gone back to having to live under the laws of man. And the laws of man are telling us what to do. And, you know, we've got the Holy Ghost. We're equipped to fix this problem. I want to say this. Uh, Well, let me give you the scripture in Hosea. It's really good. This is how God, God loved Israel. He loved them with his whole heart. He loved them all the time. His desire was to love Israel. Hosea 11, verse 4 first. I drew them, Israel, with gentle cords. With bands of love did I draw them to me, and I was to them as those who will take their yoke, take their burdens from off their neck. I stooped down and I fed them. That's God talking through Hosea about his love for Israel, his care for Israel. And yet in verse 5, we see how Israel did not return to the land of Egypt. They were rebellious. The Assyrians came and they destroyed Israel. Israel was going to have to serve the Assyrian king. And the Bible says, and the sword, in verse 6, and the sword shall slash the cities of Israel. They will devour the districts and consume them because they relied upon their own counsels. And that's what America is doing. There's a way that seems good unto man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And the things that they're doing to try to combat this disease in the natural, I applaud them. 
I thank them. We need people, good medical people. But, you know, if I were king of the jungle, I would go ahead and I would have the church and I would have the medical community combined together. I would remove all of the uh, orders that you can't congregate. Well, not all of them. I'm sure some of them, you know, they're saying that the deaths are under control somewhat because of what we're doing as far as um, hiding and sanctuarying and self-quarantine and everything like that. I don't know. I don't know enough to say how well that's working. I just know that we need to get the church involved more than the church has been involved. And yet, I see teachers and preachers go online representing the community, the religious community. They go on TV and they talk about the fact, yeah, there's a spirit of fear here. Absolutely. I believe as we speak today, the controlling spirit in America right now is a spirit of fear about this disease. Now, the church needs to rise up and we need to counter that. But let me tell you this. Through years of neglect concerning dealing with abortion, through years of neglect concerning dealing, restraining, and calling out homosexual lifestyles, America has brought the church to a place where we don't have power. Governor Abbott is opening churches this weekend. Okay, if your pastor doesn't want to open the church for whatever reason, he feels he wants to honor the president, which said don't get together, that's fine. But if he's not opening that church because it's scared, how in heaven's name are you going to be able to pray for the sick next time church opens and believe God that they're going to be healed? How are you going to take dominion over demons and cast out those that are oppressing your people when you're being intimidated by a spirit of fear today? The church has got to be consistent. We've got to get back to the high ground. You know, America had the same experience that uh, Israel has. You know, we do good. God blesses us. Hallelujah. And then we get complacent and we disobey God. God sends his prophets to speak to us. We ignore them. God sends his judgments to correct us. We ignore them. Finally, God gets fed up and his wrath is poured out upon us. And then we repent just like Israel and we start over again. Well, America, I can't remember the last time America repented. I'm going to guess it was in the 1980s when I got born again, when I came into the kingdom under the word of faith movement. And I know we said we've had pockets of revival and everything. Maybe we have Maybe we haven't. All I'm saying is the place that America is in today is a very dangerous place. We are letting the world dictate to us how we should respond to these spiritual crises. We've got to do a better job. You know, Jesus, when you're first introduced to Jesus in the Bible, it said Jesus came preaching the kingdom of heaven, saying, repent. When we first met John the Baptist, the Bible says that from that time, uh, Jesus began to repent. That's Matthew 4, 7. But John the Baptist came, and we see him earlier in Matthew 3, 2. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I could give you example after example of Peter and Paul and John talking about how to repent. And yet we've left off repentance. I don't know why. You know, the grace message, which is true. Grace is awesome. And yet... We've extended grace to past its boundaries, and we think that we don't need to repent anymore. And that is such a dangerous place. The number one thing that America needs today, number one thing, we don't need another sermon on salvation. We don't need more prayer. We don't need a famous preacher to rise up. We don't even need revival. America needs to repent. We will not have revival until we repent. And America needs to lead that charge. You know, President Trump, God bless him. I love the man. He came and he asked two weeks ago, he said, hey man, I'm declaring a national day of prayer. That is awesome. That is fabulous. That's great. It was needed. We haven't really seen results of that yet. 
Oh, yes, we have. I believe everywhere I go, people are talking, people in the body of Christ, they're talking about repentance. They are aware God is moving on the church today. And he's not moving just on national leaders. He's moving on you and me, people like me that read our Bibles. We know America is in trouble. We know America is in trouble because of the sin that has gone unrepented of. And I'm talking about homosexuality and I'm talking about abortion at the very top of the list. And God is calling his church, his true people to repent. Never mind what the naysayers are saying. We are facing destruction if we will not get on our knees and repent and ask God to go ahead and deliver us from the evil homosexual spirit that drives our culture and deliver us from the murder of our children that goes unchallenged. We have a few faithful people out there, pro-life groups. God bless them. I appreciate what they're doing. But we need a move of God. And that move of God will not come until we as an American church repents before God preaches the truth about the homosexual issue, how it's destroying us, about the murder of our unborn, what an abomination that is before the Lord. Then we can begin to pray effectively and see the power of God manifested in our lives to give America what they need. I got to close with this scripture. It's awesome. It, it, oh man, this is fabulous. One of my favorite scriptures, Romans eight nineteen. This is the Passion Translation. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Man, we have such an opportunity before us right now, but it's going to begin with repentance. God needs the church to show up. The earth is groaning in anticipation and waiting for us. Be part of the move of God. I'm Ron Gary. We love you. We'll see you next week in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. 